in talking to Ambassador Nock, Vietnam's ambassador to the United States, I was struck by a couple of things. One, how engaging he is and how much he cares. And two, just how much he's been on the front line of diplomacy to include uh, some extraordinary field duty uh, deep in Vietnam that's advanced uh, the relationship. Check it out. This is Luke Kinetic, and you're in the arena with leaders and citizens who take character-based action. In the Arena is a proud member of the Democracy Group Podcast Network. For more information, visit democracygroup.org. Ambassador Ha Kim Nok has served as Vietnam's sixth ambassador to the United States since July 2018. Highly regarded and recognized for his bilateral and multilateral diplomatic skills, Ambassador Nok has served his country with distinction in key foreign policy posts for more than three decades, with particular emphasis on the Americas. He joins me today to discuss the 25th anniversary of the normalization of relations between the United States and Vietnam. Ambassador Nock, welcome to End the Arena. It's our great honor to have you. Thank you. Thank you for your kind introduction, Luke. Um, it is an honor for me to be in In the Arena podcast today uh, to share with you and our distinguished audience about Vietnam-US relations. Well, if you don't mind, I'll start with the, uh, the first question here. Um, by most measures, the, the last 25 years have been ones of great progress uh, for Vietnam and the partnership for that matter. How big a role has normalized relations with the United States uh, played in that? Uh, thank you. Uh, that's a very good question. Um, our normalization uh, with the United States really marked uh, the end of the political isolation and embargo against Vietnam and the start of Vietnam's integration into the world. Uh, the United States and Vietnam since then have become friends and then comprehensive partners. And our bilateral cooperation has greatly contributed to the socioeconomic development of Vietnam. And with the support and cooperation of the United States, uh, Vietnam has been emerging as a key and proactive player in Asia Pacific region and the world. And uh, I think the normalization, uh, normalization has also paved the way for the US stronger engagement in Asia Pacific and uh, brought about numerous business opportunities for the United States. So comprehensive partnership, a lot of work and opening up new possibilities. Um, I'll come, you know, work at the McCain Institute, so I think you probably would anticipate this question. Do you think normalization would have happened without Senator uh, John McCain's support and advocacy for it? Uh, I think uh, without Senator McCain's support and efforts, uh, the normalization would have been further delayed, or even the two sides would have missed the opportunity one more time. And you know, you, you see this uh, and have been involved with this firsthand. The push for normalization started in the late 1980s. You don't need me to tell you that, and happened uh, in, in, in 1990, between 97, 95, July 11th. Um, you started your career in 1988. So how much of your early career and later work was part of uh, achieving normalization? I, I think you know my bio very well, Luke. <laughs> Um, yes, uh, it's correct that I started my career in foreign service in 1988 as a researcher. And I read a lot uh, about the history of our two nations and strongly believe that we could be friends, good friends, 
And so I worked very hard for normalization. Uh, for several years, uh, together with my colleagues, I participated in MIA joy field activities to account for American soldiers missing during the war in Vietnam. You know, it was a very tough job because we had to climb up high mountains in hot weather, went into deep jungles under heavy rains and camped in remote Agent Orange affected areas for months. And we also had to convince our people to work with us, even though their beloved ones were killed during the war or still missing in action. So as you have known, the two sides have worked very closely in this area and the goodwill and effective cooperation of Vietnam really contributed to the normalization of our two countries relation in 1995. And I'm so proud of that. Well, I guess I did know about your diplomatic work. I didn't realize uh, you had that uh, kind of field work. That, that's very uh, impressive. Now, did, how well did you, did you get to know uh, John McCain and, and his staff? Did you have any kind of personal experiences? Or Yes, yeah. in the early 1990s, uh, Senator McCain came to Vietnam uh, to deal with the prisoners of war, a POW issue. At that time, some Americans still believed that Vietnam held American soldiers in prison, which was, of course, not true. I was a desk officer at that time, so I joined my colleagues at the America's Department, Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Vietnam, to assist Mr. Senator's visits uh, to our country and participated in his bilateral meetings with his counterpart. And sometimes, I help interpret for both sides. So I got to know Senator McCain very well. I really admire him for his vision, strong leadership and tireless efforts to move our two nations beyond the bitter history and enter a new era of friendship and partnership. Once uh, on a flight from Hanoi to Ho Chi Minh City uh, down south, uh, Senator McCain told me that the best way to overcome the bitter feelings left by the war was to be back to Vietnam and contribute to the, to the development of my country and our bilateral relations. You know, for a young diplomat like me at that time, that was really a very strong and significant message of reconciliation and healing for oneself and for our two nations. So for the past 30 years or so, Senator McCain has always been a great source of inspiration for me in my work to further our friendship and cooperation between the two nations. Well, I was guessing, although I thought it would be a pretty safe uh, bet that you knew and had worked with uh, Senator McCain, but I don't have to guess on this next one. Uh, you recently visited Mrs. Cindy McCain in Arizona and had some very well-received speaking engagements and, and meetings, but I wasn't there for that. Could you tell us a little bit more about that and how that went? Thank you. Uh, you remind me of a wonderful trip to Arizona. Uh, it's still fresh uh, in my mind all the fond memories of my visit to Arizona. And you know, um, I really regretted being unable to meet Senator McCain before he passed away. 
um, I assume my post in mid-July 2018. But right after that, I had to be back to Hanoi for an ambassador's conference. And when I returned to Washington, D.C., the health conditions of Senator McCain were getting much worse. So uh, it was too late for me to meet Senator McCain. And I knew he would have been very happy to see me again as ambassador of Vietnam to the United States. And he would have given me a big hug. So um, in 2020, I planned to visit Arizona and meet with uh, Cindy McCain as the top priority for the celebration of the 25th anniversary of our diplomatic relations. I asked my wife and my first son, who is also a diplomat working on Vietnam-US relations to join me so that we could have a family meeting. I was so moved to miss Cindy and James. And during our conversations about Senator McCain's and Cindy's great contribution to build our bilateral relations, I felt Senator McCain was with us. And I think Cindy felt the same way. The trip was so emotional for me and my family. Um, we met some Vietnam War veterans in Phoenix and our eyes were filled with tears when they talked about the reconciliation and healing process between our two peoples. I also see great opportunities for further cooperation between Arizona and Vietnam. And I can tell you that I very much enjoy the warm friendship and hospitality of people in Arizona. Well, it sounds like you didn't get to have the reunion you exactly wanted with Senator McCain, but you had a wonderful reunion uh, and engagement uh, just the same. And I know Arizona State University that the McCain Institute is part of is very proud of its relationship with Vietnam and the students uh, and et cetera that, that, that it has. Um, and I'm glad you were able to visit before, sadly, we've seen this uh, coronavirus. Uh, yes, uh, I'm lucky. <laughs> you were lucky to get that. Now, I know this next question I'm asking uh, uh, the right person, and, and it's uh, you know, basically, what, what do you see as the future of U.S.-Vietnam relations? And, and I recognize that COVID is, 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 uh, is, is real and having an impact, although it sure seems like Vietnam is, is dealing with that very, very well. Um, I know trade and partnerships have grown. Uh, do you expect that trend? Basically, just what do you see for the future? Um, I'm very optimistic uh, about the future of our cooperation in the next 25 years. Um, the momentum uh, is strong and we share many common interests. And I, I have witnessed very high interest in strengthening cooperation with Vietnam in the United States, especially in Arizona. Uh, COVID-19, you know, even brought our two countries closer by helping each other in our common fight against the pan pandemic and now economic recovery. And um, as U.S. Ambassador to Vietnam, Dan Kutenbring, uh, recently said to Vietnam Press that Vietnam is a true and best friend of the United States during this difficult time. And I completely agree with you. So... I think uh, the continuation of strengthening our trade investment will be the top priority of our two countries. And I hope <clears throat> it will help the economic recovery 
of each of our two countries. So the McCain Institute, our full name is McCain Institute for International Leadership. We care an awful lot about uh, leadership. And, and uh, I, I see Vietnam showing uh, leadership because I read the papers and try to keep up. But you can tell me some things I probably don't know. Can you speak about Vietnam's growing leadership role in Southeast Asia and, and the world? Uh, I know you're playing an increasingly important role in ASEAN. You're on the UN Security Council, if I have that right. Thank you. I, I like to talk about that, Luke. Um, you know that Vietnam uh, is chairing ASEAN this year, and we have been working closely with ASEAN members and partners, including the United States, to maintain peace, stability, security, and rule-based order in Indo-Asia Pacific. And in the face of COVID-19, we have taken the lead in coordinating ASEAN's response to the outbreak uh, connecting with ASEAN partners, including the United States, in minimizing its impact and recovering the economies. And as a non-permanent member of UN Security Council, uh, we have been trying our best to join other members um, in our common efforts to prevent war, conflicts, to solve disputes through peaceful means, and promote cooperation and development in the world. And we have been working very closely with the United States in the UN Security Council. So on the wider side a little bit, and, and kind of finally here, because I know your time is, is precious and you have a very busy week going, um, in your leisure time or travel uh, around the U United States or uh, kind of setting COVID aside, I know that, um, what do you wish more Americans knew about modern day Vietnam? Um, I, I really like uh, traveling to different states in America. And, and my dream is to visit all states uh, during my term of office here. And I hope that COVID-19 will soon be under control so that my dream will come true. Um, I wish uh, more and more Americans uh, visiting Vietnam to get to know more about our history, our culture, our people, enjoy the food, the beautiful beaches, the wonderful caves. Uh, Vietnam is also a great business opportunity. And above all, we are friends, we are partners. And Vietnamese people are very friendly, hospitable, and have five sense of humor like Americans. Well, uh, I appreciate that. And I mean this in all sincerity, I intend to travel with uh, my family to Vietnam just as soon as I can can, uh, can make it happen. And, and I appreciate your kind of encouragement and inspiration. Um, as we conclude here, any final, any final remarks you'd like to make? Again, thank you so much, Luke, uh, for inviting me to this forum. Um, I would like to thank uh, McCain Institute for the close, effective and excellent cooperation with Vietnam and our embassy over the past years. And I would like to take this opportunity to send our special appreciations and warmest regards to Mrs. Cindy McCain and her family for their continued support to Vietnam and our bilateral relations. Uh, we hope to welcome Mrs. Cindy McCain and her family to Vietnam when COVID-19 is under control. And our special, special thanks to our distinguished audience of the In The Arena podcast. Please stay safe and healthy. Thank you so much. Well, Ambassador Nock, thank you for being in the arena. We sure appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Luke. 
This podcast is produced by Patrick McCann and Justin Kessler. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, tell your friends, or leave a review.